When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. I'm Adam Glenn. There's Dax Holt. We are the Hollywood Raw podcast, the number one entertainment news podcast in New Jersey. Um, it's so nice. <laughs> I, I, uh, could, I could probably say that is for sure in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, I can say... Omaha for sure. Omaha, yeah. Yep. We're yeah. we are big in Omaha. Uh, maybe and- even North Carolina. I'm even stretching it. <laughs> so it's uh but it's uh, it's always a great talking to you guys. On this podcast, we like to say we humanize Hollywood. We talk to the celebrities, we talk to the bodyguards, we talk to their chefs, we talk to the publicists, we talk to the editors of some of your favorite news outlets. Um, today we got a fun one. We have one of our favorite journalists. Uh, Joe Indelaro, he is doing this stream, which is my favorite thing to watch. Joe kind of goes out at night and during the day and just live stream, and he'll hang outside Craig's. He'll hang outside Nobu or Catch. It's fun to see who he runs into. And as he waits for these celebrities, he gives you, again, a tour, a history of the area, tells you about some of his past experience. He sees some of the characters on the street. It's so much fun. So I'm really excited to talk to Joe. He did a, an amazing thing for you when he got pink to say hi to you on mm-hmm. camera years ago. My, my so, favorite lady came and said hi to me. Thank, all thanks to Joe. Yes. Uh, before we get to Joe, we need reviews. And when you give us a review, we read them. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? I got one. All right. This comes from Iris. Iris LMH. Five stars. Titled Fantastic. Love hearing Kinsey told about her love experience at the coordination. Oh, wow. This is an old one. Sorry. This is a super old one. (laughs) Just now getting to it. But this was after the whole coronation was going on. We had Kinsey come on and talk about her experience of being there in London. So cool. I'm uh, just now getting around to this comment. But thank you very much, Iris, for leaving this. Really do appreciate it. All right. Let's get into this, buddy. All right. right. Uh, Dax, why don't you tell us about our guest today? Yeah, uh, our guest today is a video journalist who has turned his work into a very, very popular uh, stream called Joy of Everything. Joe is the man behind it. Uh, Make sure you check out his stream. Just search Joy of Everything. Joe, welcome, buddy. Joe, thank you for coming on the podcast. I was telling Dax earlier you are one of my favorite live streamers. Um, you know, obviously, we work together at TMZ. We're both uh, journalists out there running around trying to get content. But you have done something really amazing. You've done something to extend your brand because you've always been a joyful, 
nice, kind guy, just putting out there in the energy, you know, putting out there in the universe. And it's fun because you're just out there streaming, holding your camera, going to a lot of these celebrity hangouts. We're like waiting with you to see who you run into. It's so much fun. So my first question is right now, currently you have a good grasp of what's going on in Hollywood. Where are people hanging out right now? Is there any new spots? We always know Craig's, but is there any new spots you've been noticing people hanging out? Yeah. I mean, this catch brand, uh, you know, it used to be catch when catch first hit the scene, the seafood restaurant, literally catty corner to Craig's. It was a hot spot. A lot of the athletes used to go there and that seems to have all switched to catch steak mm. on La Cienega. Where is so, that? Did that take over for another restaurant? I don't even know where that's at right now. Yeah, it's 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 across the street from Nightingale on Melrose and La Cienega, and it is it is a hot spot. Um, and the you know the Rock was there just last week. Uh, wow. Chris Brown, I saw Chris Brown a, a few weeks ago. Uh, any given night, and then sometimes they sneak in through the back. But uh, it seems to be the hot. The hot spot and you know security there, it, it's tighter than the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> really? Is this a restaurant or is this some kind of secure you know Area Fifty One? So, so, so can you get access to get content near there? Like, what's the deal? The sidewalks on La Cienega are very small, you know, and then traffic is crazy there. The j- people drive like they're nuts, you know, like, a lot of supercars just ripping by. Uh, there is, there is decent access to the to the front but it's also on melrose place so the back side is on melrose place therefore celebs could slip in through various uh entrances there's actually three entrances and it seems like there's like a venue in the back as well yeah i'm looking it up right now i've i had never seen it before uh it looks like a really nice is it across from where basically where stk used to be um, a little bit down the street, so just south, street. just south, just okay. south. Yeah, yeah. Yep. really cool building, though. Wow, it, it, I can understand why it's kind of the hot spot. Nothing ever lasts in LA, though. You get a, a hot restaurant; it's going to be here for maybe two, three years, and then they normally disappear. Um, so, interested to see how long that lasts. Who, who have you seen going in and out of there? Um, I I don't feel that comfortable there, just because security's not as kind and friendly as Craig's. Uh, mm-hmm. Even the valets are a little uptight. I was like, why are the valets upset that I'm filming? You know, it's like, and I always think like, you know, this town was built by cameras. It really was. Without cameras, this would still be, you know, an orange grove or, yeah. or an olive uh, olive uh, field. Um, You know, uh, but like I said, The Rock, Chris Brown, um, who have I seen there lately? And I actually don't hang out there that much, but that is the hot spot. But I think the Jenners have been there. Recently, all the athletes I saw, uh, Rudy Gobert, you know, the, the, uh, the basketball player, the Minnesota Timberwolves recently. Yeah. So it, keep, it seems to have taken from catch because catch was really hot back in like 2019. Yeah. Catch was hot. And I think now catch steak is the spot. So, um, but yeah. So if that is the like hot spot where everyone's going to, but maybe you're not feeling so comfortable. Where do you go when you want to see a celeb? Like, is like, where do you know that, like, I'm going to get someone good? I have good access. People around the valets make it easy. The doorman makes it easy. Whatever. Where do you go? Craig's, baby. Craig's. Craig's. (laughs) They're so. I mean, there's a picture, there's a Banksy like mural on the wall of a photographer. Yeah. It's very invitational to everyone. And it's the thing. 
and you have more of that classic Hollywood. You have the Jeff Goldblums, uh, you know, uh, the the Frank Stallones. Uh, they're irregulars, you know, and uh, it's just that classic Hollywood. We had Channing, Channing Tatum the other night, just randomly. So I saw this video Joe shot. It's actually Dax. You'd love the video. Joe's outside live streaming, and there's this really cool black car. What was the car, Joe? It was a Buick, but it looked like a Monte Carlo. I thought it was a Monte Carlo. It looks like a classic, you know, early, early 80s Monte Carlo. It was like Carlo. a late 70s, 80s car. Yeah, I would say early 80s car. Very cool. Parked right in front. And Joe and some of the other, you know, there's photographers outside. They're trying to wonder, who is the person driving this car? And all of a sudden, Chad and Tatum comes running out, quickly jumps Sorry. in the car. I'm like, wow, that's a – and it, honestly, if I was a celebrity – that's the kind of car I would have. Just something kind of like badass, cool, fun, part of your childhood. Uh, I love that. Did Channing have a bodyguard, by the way? He was by himself, but the when I pulled up to Craig's, there was no one there. And um, I saw a security guard. And they're, they're so nice up there. But when they're dealing with celebrities, they kind of have to be professional and they're, you know, honed in on that. So this uh, the bodyguard was out back. And so I waited with Foley for like 30 minutes and we got bored out back, but cause they were waiting for someone and we have, we theorized that it was Zoe Kravitz sneaking in through mm. the back. Gotcha. I also want to know, um, let's say I'm a tourist coming into LA, right? Like I am, I can't afford to eat at Craig's. I'm coming to LA, but I just want to see celebrities because I feel like that's the number one question I get is like, I just want to see a celebrity. Where do I go, Dax? Where would you go to see a celebrity in Los Angeles? During the day, just take a nice walk through Beverly Hills. If you have good facial recognition, like I got pretty good facial. That, that's how I survived the TMZ so long. It wasn't through my tips or my networking. It was just my facial ID. And I, I joke that I have Neuralink downloaded in my brain and <laughs> I have a facial ID technology. But if, if, if just you have to walk, you know, walk around... Bedford but like Rodeo, like Rodeo or yeah, like so Beverly Hills is pretty condensed. You could see it all in in you know you could walk the whole perimeter in less than an hour. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Rodeo's good at uh, there's times there's sweet spots at times. So Cannon is where it's at at lunch. Cannon, okay. you know you have yeah, it, Il Pisteo is the hottest lunch spot it's been for the last six seven years, and then of course walk around the Mayborn Hotel in Avra. On any given day, you know, Ron Howard's having a power lunch with uh, Brian Grazer. You know, uh, Stallone's popping into Mulberry Pizza. Uh, it used to be a little better back in the day, but you're still you're still going to see people if you just walk. And then, you know, um, what's that deli? Wally's. Wally's. You know, you'll see. Just walk in, walk into Wally's and just take take a little glance around. But just walk around. We're at Rodeo, Bedford, Cannon. Joe, I know you're a little bit of an old soul. Well, actually, before I even say what I, what I was about to say, I do think Dax, like I've told you before, like for me, I love like trying to spot people. Like for mm-hmm. example, last night I'm in the West Village, I go by Bar Pity, which is a celebrity hotspot in New York City, and I like to like kind of walk by, kind of smoothly, nonchalantly, just to see if I could walk, if I could spot anyone. And sometimes I'll walk into Carbone. Like Carbone's a little bit stricter at the door. I'm not there too often, so I kind of walk in, like I'm just looking for the bathroom. And they think like, oh, who is this guy? Like, yeah, I'm just looking for the bat. And they don't stop me. And uh, I just kind of walk through the restaurant real quick and see if I could spot someone. It's, it's like a fun game for myself. And I, I used to get exhausted from trying to do that when I first started doing this job. Like my eyes were so tired. But like Joe said, 
I started to create a sixth sense where I was just so good, like boom, 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 just trying to, to nail people out. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Joe, you are like an old soul. You love old Hollywood. How is it for paparazzi, photographers, journalists, how is it different from old Hollywood, like the older stars compared to the newer stars? You know, you see the young stars coming coming out now. Let's just say even TikTok stars to some of these young basketball players to the older guys. Let's just say even a guy like Scottie Pippen to a, a Stallone to Arnold. How is it different between the two generations of Hollywood? Uh, I think that old Hollywood was much more media savvy. Um, I think there's there, they had less uh, less less buzz, maybe less threats, less um, not and I, for lack of a better term, threats. But I mean, there was less media to consume. And there was less uh, consequence, you know, if they said something wrong back in the day. So now I think the new Hollywood, in particular, athletes are very calculated with, with what they say. They're becoming more and more calculated because of all the politics they have to play with teams, with, with agents. So they don't necessarily want to talk about other people. So that means trending subjects like news. It's tougher to get athletes in particular to talk about other current events things that will be trending in the news so i've i've kind of resorted to just talking about what i want to talk about pop culture you know mm-hmm. what's your best concert you've been to just kind of have a conversation with them and guess what people it tends to resonate with people even a little more sometimes because they they feel especially when you're live streaming because they feel less like you're bothering them and you're more celebrating them so i think that well, and Old I think Hollywood, they're more open. They they have you know they've been through it all. And you, they probably get asked a thousand sports questions a day, you know, on all these interviews. So it's probably a nice for a breath of fresh air to be like, hey, what kind of music do you like? What kind of other stuff is going on in your life that there's not a lot of pressure around? So yeah, and and Adam's like really their favorite that. podcast is. People love talking about podcasts. No joke. People love because no one asks them about podcasts. But ask him. I promise you, you'll get a good answer. Everyone listens. Really? Yep. Hundred percent. Awesome. Uh, Joe, how is it like for you? Because you're outside Craig's a lot, and people know. You know, people from out of town. They say, "Hey, I want to see a celebrity. I want to see what all the the hoopla is." That's the, such a terrible term, but I want to see what all the talk is about Craig's and stand outside and see what goes on there. How is it like for you, who's a guy there who's trying to work that you're trying to? make money uh, essentially and then these general people come and they kind of you know they kind of screw it up for you they're like they're fans they're just kind of sometimes they could be a little unique and, and that's a nice way of putting it but how do you deal with it how does it affect your work when you have like the regular people come and they're just trying to watch you witness you work and do and just want to meet celebrities well every situation is a fluid situation every every situation is unique so you kind of have to adapt to that particular situation uh I've kind of made it part of my content, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. for example, Gwen Stefani, for example, yesterday, Gwen Stefani was receiving her star on the walk of fame. It was perhaps the most uh, transparent 
to the public I've ever seen. Usually they kind of block it off so you can't really see it, you know, for security purposes. But I think Gwen is so, uh, she loves her fans so much. It was wide open. So I had really good view and Blake Shelton was giving a speech. She was saying how much she loved her fans. It was a great, you know, emotional uh, moment. And there was a guy right next to me, a a guy, you know, on Hollywood Boulevard who was trying to audition for her while she was doing her speech in front of (laughs) thousands of people because she's the voice. He, He was singing Moody Blues, Nights in White Satin, and he looked like George Lucas. So this was like this. I didn't intentionally want to make a content, but I was watching the replay and I'm like, I'm going to use this. <laughs> so I, I, you just, it's Hollywood. There's a lot of zany quirkiness and you just got to take it as it comes. Sometimes one person can ruin it for everybody, just like in any facet of life. So you kind of have to deal with that. You know, I mean, yeah, but Joe, it, it, have you, you've been around celebrities a lot and I, it's like, sort of, you become used to it being around celebrities, which is, sort of fun and you don't want to be too jaded but you've seen sometimes people go up to them and it makes it so uncomfortable for them you like cringe inside like oh my god i know how embarrassed how weird you must feel what's the moment you've seen a celebrity just be so embarrassed or cringe because something happened on the street they just felt humiliated by a person have you ever been around something like that i was trying to think recently i was Recently, I was on a red carpet and there was uh, an event and I don't really like red carpets as much. I mean, I get more access to things now that I'm not with TMZ because Harvey didn't really like us having us on red carpets. I submit to things all the time and get access to red carpets weekly. You know, mm-hmm. I actually prefer the street. Yeah, because I it's agree. Not, yeah, it's less contrived. It's less produced. It's more organic on the street and celebs can open up a little bit, you know, and plus it's post party. So they, you know. They're, they're a little loose sometimes. And uh, yeah, there was there was a red carpet photographer and uh, I was going to interview E.G. Daly, you know, E.G. Daly from uh, from Pee Wee's Big Adventure from uh, she's the voice of Tommy on Rugrats, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The nicest, kindest, sweetest individual, you know, and uh, she saw me and I locked eyes with her and I'm like, oh, E.G. Daly, you know, wow. I didn't know who was expected to show up, but I wasn't technically on the carpet. I just was laying back in the cut because I was like, I could be on this carpet, but I prefer to do it over here. Like, you know? Yeah, I get it. And this red carpet interviewers like got really insane. Like, get out of here. You're not supposed to be here. Da, 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 da. And it embarrassed her because E.G. Daly, she, you, you, who would she rather talk to? The lady just snapping still photos or a nice conversation with uh, on a live stream that, that, you know, that was someone she's familiar with. So I've interviewed her many, many times, you know. So that was just one instance. And you could see her just kind of melt. And she goes, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, so sometimes yeah. the outside. And I remember interviewing Kevin Federline in Calabasas and he was super cool. It might have been a setup. You know, it was like a setup with Fet- K-Fed. And I'm sitting there, I'm interviewing him, and someone walks by and says, leave them the F alone. And it, we were both embarrassed for We're like, we're doing an interview. Like, wait, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> You've had that had before, probably. I want to, uh, I think there's been plenty of those times for, for everyone behind the camera. I, I wanted to know, when you are live streaming, do you have two cameras going? One that is doing the live stream and one that is recording the content to actually put out to the an agency or something? Great question. 
Great question. I do everything exclusive for the JOE. I don't. I, I'm not. So I'm technically not a pap. Okay. I don't You're, do. I don't upload anything. I don't. You know, it's, it's all, all for your streaming. Yep. Yep. So Love actually, it. I just have one camera, and I got a body cam just recently, essentially for protection. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I've been I attempted assaulted like three times in the last week. Why? More so. More so than ever. Before, and now is this fan or just random people on the street? Is this celebrities? Who's who's? Yeah, random this? people. Random people. Random. Like just. And it's not because it's just the camera sometimes presents like a certain some people feel threatened, you yeah. know, and I'm not saying I got assaulted, attempted. That means people lunged at me. You know, uh, I had Robin Lopez. I was streaming. Robin Lopez is an NBA basketball player, right? I was at Disneyland covering. There's a lot of live streamers are everywhere at Disney. You know, I'm a huge Disney fan, you know? And so I, that's where I started streaming. And, uh, I was streaming the last day of uh, Splash Mountain, historic ride, you know, and the Lopez twins, Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez are massive fans. Like they're super fans of Splash Mountain. And so they show up with the the creator of the ride. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible, you know, and I'm. I, I'm professional. I know how to keep a good distance. You know, I'm not in their face. Like, I don't like this term where you have the camera in their face. I'm 10 to 15 feet back. Okay. So I say, hey, Robin, how you guys doing? You know, well, you know, and then I said, what's your favorite ride at Disney? Because I was going to put something together. All I wanted them to say was Splash Mountain because I was going to put together this beautiful montage tribute for them. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm celebrating these people and uh, and the ride. And then uh, they didn't say anything, so I attempted again. Then I was done with them. All I said was, I love you, Robin. That's it. Then I was interviewing. After they rode, I was interviewing the ride's creator, Tony Baxter. He's a legend, Imagineer. And I said, how was the ride? And he shows me a vial of water that he got from the last ride. It was beautiful. Oh, that that water's not beautiful. I'll tell you that much. That thing is great. with some weird funguses in it. Seriously, but it smells pretty good though. If you like, the- <laughs> they got a cologne. They got a cologne that that you could have that same smell. Yeah, it's um, called repellent. Yeah, repellent. <laughs> like off. Anyway, so Robin Lopez comes up behind me while I'm interviewing Tony Baxter. I got a gimbal and a smartphone. Comes up and grabs my phone out of my hand. Yanks it out of my hand and goes no 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 no. Like I, we were on the basketball court and I was like. Uh, you know, uh, run our test. That's very weird, especially at Disneyland, out of all places. I had never been assaulted like that since Caitlyn Jenner hit me with her purse. Caitlyn hit you with her purse? Yeah. <laughs> I need to know this story. Screw Robin. Oh, what's, the, what's the Caitlyn Jenner story? She just got mad at me one day in Malibu, man. I don't know. I just asked her a question about the Olympics or something. Some random question about the Olympics. I don't know, like some Michael Phelps story because she, she was an Olympian. And yeah. then she swiped at me with her purse. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Adam, by the way, I didn't get to ask you, have you ever had one of those moments where someone did something super uncomfortable to a celebrity that you felt uncomfortable as well? I mean, it happens all the time. Like Joe said, perfect examples like these publicists. Like you're talking to a, a celebrity and the publicist comes like, yeah, we're not going to do this right now. I'm like, dude, you just made them look like an idiot because you did this. Like it's one thing you want to tap me on the shoulder and they go like wrap it up or one more question. But like they'll like come in the middle of your camera like, what are you doing? Like this is live on video. So it's actually – and I would like to out these people, these publicists more. Like because they're so – they're honestly – 
hiring a publicist is might be the one of the worst things you could do for your career at this point. I, I think it's, it could be more detrimental to your career. By I having do. Dick I think publicist. it's just very. I think it's very old news, and I could see their moves a mile a minute. You could see yeah. their moves. Like I could count, calculate what they're going to do. For example, Brittany right now. Brittany, every single day, there's a new story about her book. Today, the Colin Farrell stuff is just coming out. You know that she had rough sex with Colin Farrell. So it's like I could call up every single one of the moves. They, the, none of them are original, and I call them pretty much the anti-publicists. So, um, Joe, you. You're out. You're in L.A. You're in Malibu. Who is the celebrity now lately you run into the most? It's it's Frank Stallone. It's my <laughs> man. It's my man, Frank Stallone, bro. I don't know. Cool guy? He's my best friend. Is he a nice guy? Like fun, cool? or He's the nicest, most down-to-earth guy. And, you know, you um, just talk about charismatic and funny. You know, you just met the Pope. He just okay. met the Pope. With, yeah, with yeah, I saw that video. And Sly, you know, his brother, they love each other, man. Like, they're just like, they just are good buddies and brothers. And he is just so, like, thankful for everything, even though he's not the most famous. And he's kind of was a, the brunt of a lot of jokes from Norm MacDonald, which was brilliant, by the way. The SNL routine that Norm MacDonald yeah. Um, but he, he was a star in his own right. And, you know, he, if you listen to his music and you watch his old American bandstand performances, when he was, uh, did the score for staying alive, the song far from over, which is the official theme song of my channel far from over. The guy is phenomenal. Yeah. And he's hilarious. He's hilarious. I just, I see him once a week at Craig's and even at, on Canon. If you go to Canon, he's hanging out with Giuseppe Franco at the salon where, you know, his brother hangs out, where Stallone hangs out, where um, Mickey Rourke used to hang out. But Mickey Rourke, Charlie Sheen, I don't see them as much as I used to. They used to be down there. What, are what is, what's Sylvester Stallone like in real life? Really nice, humble. You know, he looks different. He he, 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 he looks different than the sly from before, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, but he's, he's, I don't know, is he 80 now or seven? How old is sly? He's up there. He's up there. Dang, yeah. he, but he's different in New York than he is in L.A. Like in L.A., I see the videos. I'm like, man, that's not the guy we get in New York. In New York, he's he's a little bit more – I think usually he has bodyguards some, sometimes, but he's not that warm in New York. Like you guys get him so good where he's kind of candid. He'll kind of talk to you. In New York – I mean L.A. In New York, he's just very kind of – I wouldn't say cold, but he just – he doesn't really let anybody yeah, in. He doesn't, he's not, doesn't really sign orders. By the way, he's – He's uh, he's seventy seven years old. Seventy seven, yeah. So yeah, Frank, not is a big guy man. either. Five ten. Five ten. Five ten. Seventy seven years old. I showed the clip because I gave him a. I gave uh, Frank a lifetime achievement award. I've given out six. I have so lifetime. Dax, I, by the way, let me tee Joe up for this. Joe is so funny. He's got these trophies, um, Dax, and I say yep. this because your company, Trophy Smack. But he's got these little trophies, and it's the joy of everything lifetime achievement award. And Joe <laughs> goes up to these celebrities and gives them lifetime achievement awards on the street. And it's so <laughs> funny to see how these people react. Like, oh, thanks. Like outside Craig's, like they just came from dinner, and then as they're waiting for the car at the valet, they get a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> Who else have you given them to? Uh, the first, the first recipient was Dan Cortez. Okay. From MTV Sports, yeah, uh, super random. Okay, it, but we'll go with it, it. It is random, and and the the main uh, prerequisite for getting one, uh, the requirement is they they have to be nice. 
nice people, nice to photographers, nice to fans, and He's just a nice guy for sure. Down to earth. That's the number one. But also their achievements in cinema, film, television, and pop culture. But uh, it, it, it is a very genuine award. I'm like, I'm being 100% genuine, you know? He like, had to be the real thing. I, I can't imagine any other awards he's received. So that one had to probably be a good one. Yeah, he and he he put it, he, <laughs> he does he does TikToks and he does a podcast and he's got it in the background. <laughs> Next to his Emmy, though, he's got an Emmy. What, from Veronica's Closet or something? No, from MTV Sports. Oh, that's so funny. I love and, it. Uh, and also, you know, Diane Warren received one. She's such a legend. Diane Legend. Warren. Got that one. All right. Oh Anyone God. else? She's like, yeah, she's like an ant out here on these streets. I'll give him one. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum got one. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, I gave one to uh, posthumously to Suzanne Summers. Oh. Who else got one? Frank Stallone got one. But uh, I think I gave it out six. How was Suzanne to Pap? Because we interviewed her and she was just amazing but how was she to pap suzanne summers dude you're gonna make me emotional right now i know like um i always said you know suzanne's always the first name female name that i say who people say who's the nicest it's always been suzanne summers at every sunday at the farmer's market in malibu i used to have to work sundays you know it was kind of a drag for 10 years i never had a sunday off it's kind of a drag never watched football i don't even know what team is which you know and uh so I was at the farmer's market every Sunday in Malibu, starting around 10 a.m. And there was so many heavy hitters there. Rick Rubin, Pierce Brosnan, Cindy Crawford, Bieber, Emilio Estevez. None of them used to talk, really. Mike D of the Beastie Boys didn't even talk, never. I'm like, dang, what are you guys doing? Why are you guys so... And it was early, it's Sunday, they're just getting their groceries. Pierce Brosnan was the one who talked the most, and he didn't. He gave me like one-word one answers. But Suzanne Summers and Alan Hamill were there every Sunday, and she was the best. She used to call me her boyfriend in front of Al- in front of Alan. She was, "Oh, there's my boyfriend," and it was like sweet joke, you know. But it made me feel so good in yeah. in light of others not making me feel too hot, you know. Like I was like Cindy Crawford ignoring me, Pierce Brosnan acting snooty, but P- Suzanne Summers always made me feel real special every morning, you know. And uh, she was a sultry beautiful funny intelligent charismatic and just down-to-earth woman and she was the best man she really was like joe said honestly some of these celebrities decks and i think joe and i you actually could get emotional talking about it because as we all know this is an asshole industry there is majority people are pieces of shits egomaniacs out for themselves only and when you get a person in this industry especially a celebrity who's someone you admire someone you're a fan of to be really kind to you, it goes so far. It goes so mm-hmm. long. And uh, like like Joe said, Suzanne Summers was one of those people. It was just awesome. I mean, she came on the podcast and she was better than we could have imagined. Um, yeah. She might have been Ozzy Dex. I maybe even put her as one of her best guests ever. And, and just because she was so honest, so real, and one of, and a huge star too. Huge star. Yeah. Icon, so. icon. Was there a bigger show in the eighties? Yeah, I mean, her name is synonymous with just like the seventies, eighty. Like everyone knew her. She was one of the most famous people on the planet at that time. Yeah. Hey, Joe, let me ask you this and change the subject just a little bit. And this is sort of random, but is there a celebrity that you could think of that used to be terrible, terrible to you, or terrible as a perp, just sucked, but then something happened during the career where they kind of switched and became really nice. And then the other question is, who's someone who used to be really cool and awesome that turned to be not so cool? 
See, I off the top of the head of my head, I know I'm gonna kick myself later and be like, oh, you know, I forgot this person. Um, yeah. This what just first comes to mind is honestly like Dax, you're gonna like this because you love pink, but yeah. uh, my first encounters with pink weren't so hot, and in yeah. fact, like in fact, real nasty. Really? Yeah, it was a holiday, and I we had to work holidays at TMZ, dude. So yeah. like Thanksgiving Day, like I don't know, man, I had to work. I didn't so want to be out there. What was she, what did she do? Oh, you know the bird, flip okay. you the bird or whatever. I, and, I feel uh, like she was pretty angry when she was younger before she was a mother i feel like there it was a different side of pink she was angry and mischievous and all that kind of stuff and then she once she started having kids i think it changed her a lot which it does for a lot of people honestly yeah yeah she she had had it she had had it at that moment and i think she was kind of like newer to malibu Mm -hmm. and thought that malibu was going to be an escape and it wasn't it was like the opposite so you had a gaggle of paps. It was a scrum of paps. And she was cussing everybody out, flipping them off. And Carrie was doing the same. They're like, it's a holiday, you animals. That day, I had to stop her, though. After everybody kind of went away, I, I, I was like, hey, Pink. Uh, me? I don't want to be out here. You know? I, I was like, I don't want to be out here. This is just like, you know, this is my job. And I kind of had a, a heart-to-heart with her. That moment, that conversation, just telling her that, like, look, like, you know, if you don't want to be shot, you know, I'm not going to do it or whatever, you know, just kind of told her, like, my story mm-hmm. and it humanized me. I had to humanize myself and introduce myself. She became a completely different person towards me. And she actually became real sweet and even said hi to you that one time. I know. She's said hi to me. I found that video. I, I need to play it. I, I found it after, I think, our last talk. And I need to I need to post it because... I went and saw her concert the other day and it just reminded me how much I love her because she is the best. Yes, <laughs> she yeah, really is yeah. awesome. So I love I love hearing the stories of when people change. Like they could have a perception of a, a camera person or whoever out there working, but if you're able to change their mind and they change who they are and the way they respect people, like that to me is ultimate respect yeah, right there. But- and to your question, Adam, it's an incredible question. I'm sure there's more. I just can't think of one right now. What about you? Who have you seen change? Um, I mean, from nice to not so great was like Amy. For me personally, it was like Amy Schumer used to be really cool. I used to like train guys on her. And then I remember seeing a red carpet. She was like, I'm not going to talk to you. And like was just total like, what? Dude, what? Like, I used to like hit you up like we used to talk like i'd be like hey i got a new guy can we just practice on you yeah sure and i was just i was really sort of bummed out um john legend could be a little bit weird um i don't know like he's just i can't figure him out um i haven't got chris teague in a long time um so i can't really you know, i'm just kind of rambling yeah. names but i don't really it is a good i'd have to really think about it. it's one of those things i gotta talk to like a lot of my guys like Catherine heigl used to be really rough and then i think maybe because there's some stories came out with her she became a little bit nicer um but so actually don't want to ask you this there's been some celebrities i've seen i've said miley cyrus is this person where they come into a room and you just see the charisma in them you see that you you understand why they're a star there's just some sort of energy that they have that kind of is contagious who have you witnessed or have been around where like, man, this person is the real deal. They're a celeb. Like you understand why they're as big as they are. 
Well, this is a controversial controversial one right now. But the other night, I got all access to the uh, the City of Hope mm-hmm. uh, Gala. It was an annual gala, and this year's theme was hip-hop. So it was basically every East Coast legend all in the same room. They weren't on the list. So I had the whole list, and it was like maybe a fraction of the people. Like it showed Public Enemy, Big Daddy Kane, and like Swizz Beats. Then you go inside, and I'm just sitting there, and it's like Run DMC or DMC of Run, Reverend Run passed mm-hmm. away. It's like Ti sitting next to you because I, I I actually was sitting kind of backstage because there's a it was a suit and tie affair, and I was just like crew, you know, camera, you know, media, and I'm just wearing a hoodie, you know, I was really underdressed. Everybody's in tuxedos, and um, so I'm sitting at a little kind of cocktail table off to the side, kind of watching the show, just not doing anything. I, I couldn't stream in there, you know. Absolutely not. So <laughs> I was I was just sitting back in the cut, you know. And uh Chuck D walks up to me. He sees me kind of chilled, laid back like this, and Chuck D's like, What's up, man? And I was like, I've interviewed Chuck, but I don't think he recognized me. And he just sh- shook my hand. I'm like, This is surreal, dude. And then all of a sudden, P. Diddy just walks right up. And I'm like, What? P. Diddy's here? Like, he wasn't on the list. And then uh, I'm like, out of all people, and there's so much buzz right now about P. Diddy. I, I don't even want to get in all that. You know, it's, I don't know what's going on with 50 Cent, P. Diddy, the whole Tupac thing. I don't know. You know, I have no idea what's going on, but I know there's a lot of buzz out there. And so it's like, there's P. Diddy wearing platforms, dude. He was like 6'4". <laughs> <laughs> And he's wearing like these clod hop and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if these are Balenciaga. I don't, you know, they're just like this big. It's like, geez, P. Diddy. And I'm like, <laughs> T.I. is like, T.I. sees him. And T.I. is like, what's up, man? You know, like they start, net- oh, what's up, Kent? And you're just watching them walk by, you know, two icons. And they're right in front of you. Like, you know, there's a certain buzz, dude, that you get. You're in the presence of the fame. And I've had it with Bieber. When Bieber, when I was first around Bieber at some event, I was like, I'm by, near the most famous person in the world. There's a certain buzz you get. And I think yeah. anybody could, has experienced You feel that. the energy around them, right? Yes, yes. So I'm sitting at a table with T.I. I don't know how it happened. I'm sitting alone. And then all of a sudden, T.I. is at the table. And then the weekend's manager. I didn't know he, who he was, but I later come to find out. So I, I actually was sitting there for like 20 minutes and I got up out of my seat. This was like 20 minutes after I saw P. Diddy. I got up out of my seat because I can't sit still. I have to like move. So I got up and as soon as I turn around, P. Diddy's in my seat. And I'm like, what? And he sits down and he fires up a fatty <laughs> inside a cancer benefit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, and listen, just, medicinal purposes, bro. Right, right, right. Yeah. So he's just sitting there, and I, I start rolling video. I'm like, this is too good. You know, my my instincts are just, you know, <laughs> like I got video of P. Diddy just sitting there, and I can't post it. You can't really post yeah. anything like that, like, you know, with someone firing up a blunt, you know? And it, that's happened in interviews before. You can't interview Wiz Khalifa. He's always firing up a fatty. You know, it's like, guys, chill out with the bud, dude. Even cigarettes aren't good. You know, you can't post post that stuff. Sorry, I'm distracted. I'm getting a call and a text from Harvey Levin right now. Should I just answer it live on the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yes, please do. Should I be nervous please. that Harvey's calling and texting me right now, you guys? Interesting. Yes. 
Yeah, I can't, I can't do that to him. You can't. I can't put him you on can't. there. He'd kill me. No, but, but wonder, we could hear it. We could just talk shit. But after. I wonder what's going on. Yeah. Okay, what yeah. he needs. All right. Sorry. Well, I'm keep seeing phone call and text coming. I'm like, what's what's happening? Okay. No Typical you Harvey Levin thing to call and text at the same time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, by the way, Joe, have you ever like, has there been a moment where you're talking to someone super cool and then you just like put the camera down and you're like, you know what? I just want this moment to like not on tape. I want either a photo with them or an autograph or just a moment to like be real with them. Oh yeah. 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 That uh, conversations all the time, all the time. And I can't, nothing stands out in particular. It happens so often where you want, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, especially when I was at TMZ before streaming, now that I'm streaming, it doesn't happen as much because I'm streaming, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all the time, all the time. I had, and Adam, I'm sure you did this, too, you do this too. Conversations all the time before and after shooting. I always had, Hey man, sorry, I'm with TMZ. I would do that. Like introduce myself before and then be like, Hey, I'm with TMZ. You know, I'm going to ask you about this, Boom, boom, boom. you know, just real impromptu. So yeah, no, it, it happened a lot, you know. Now, do you though? Are you bummed because the conversation's so good and you don't have it on camera because it was like the most real, the most authentic moment that you're like, dang, like it was good that we had it, but it would have been cool for other people to see that. Yeah, but you kind of have to that. See, that comes from what we call TMZ PTSD, where it's like not everything needs to be on camera, you know. Yeah. But yes, there is that feeling, and you know. Um, you know, some, sometimes it's just, you know, like there was times in the vitamin barn where I would be inside and sitting there in the morning in, in Malibu. There's a health food store every morning. It's Fran Drescher, Brody Jenner, Neil Young, Daryl Hannah, sometimes the Kardashians, you know, like you just be sitting there. And I, I I'd often sit with Fran Drescher or Brody Jenner. And like I was like, this is just, you know, this is incredible. Guys. Like you would sit with them to just have breakfast. Have- no, we would have uh, wellness shots. Wellness the, the shots. Gin- yeah, wellness shots. So the ginger, oregano oil, they developed it at this place. You see them mass produced now everywhere. Okay. It's ginger and cayenne pepper. Uh, you know, yeah, you just knock back a couple of these. And now are you just, are you friends with them or it just was the moment I'm- that you're like, hey, you're just hanging out and they happen to be there too? No, I became friends with them there. Brody yeah. and Fran. So funny. I yeah. love it. That's pretty cool. Joe, is, um, you know, what's the wildest thing, not even celebrity related, as you're live on one of your live streams that gets tons of viewers, what's the wildest thing that might have happened while you've been live? I guess people trying to beat you up. No, no, because no, that, that's only happened a handful of times, you know, and like the, 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 the positives outweigh the negatives so much. Um, just randomly, I mean, I did a stream in LAX once when I first started and I'm like, who are we going to see? You know, it's kind of like a celebrity roulette. Like sure. who's going who's to pop into frame. All of a sudden Malia Obama just, uh, there was oh, no wow. one in the terminal, dude. There was no one. We were at United terminal and it was dead silent. And then all of a sudden down the escalator, one person comes down and it's Malia Obama in the frame. It's like, what? Cause I, I'm just streaming the escalator just, and literally by herself, by herself. It was yeah, like, she's not no secret service anymore. How was how is she for you? She didn't. She ignored me. Yeah. 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 So like, that yeah. kind of stuff happens, you know, like uh, just randomly people just pop in, you know, like mm-hmm. every day. Uh, have you ever gotten Taylor? Yes. Yes. What 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 is Taylor Swift like when you catch her out on camera? 
So I got her at Sundance when she premiered her the film that's on Netflix. It's an incredible film. The mm-hmm. documentary it released, I think, 20... Was that January? Like the Miss Americana? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. Yep, yep. I was at the premiere, and um, there was 300 fans outside in the in the you know Park City, Utah night. It was probably 30 degrees. And she there was probably 300 fans, and she went down, and she took a selfie with every single fan. She authentically just gives back to the people that support her, dude. I mean, she is just an amazing person, man. And and there, there's a reason she is so successful. I mean, in so many ways. So um, every event that I've covered with her has just been such a vibrant, just united, fun. I mean, look at all the Swifty bracelets I have, guys. I mean, geez. Did you go to a concert or did you yeah, just? You've been live and outside the concerts. I, I streamed four out of her six concerts at SoFi Stadium from outside, and it was incredible. Like, you should see the ta- the people that were going in. You know, Sofia Vergara, uh, the Qatari royal family, like uh, Alejandro Fernandez. Like, did, just, did you just park by the or like park out by the like the VIP entrance and then just see who was going to go in or what? Yep. Sick. Yep. Yep. Flavor, Gate twelve, SoFi, bro. That's where you're going to see some celebs going in. Yep, yep. But parking is so expensive, guys. It's insane. It was a hundred bucks. A <laughs> hundred bucks. Jeez, that's, yeah, bad, that's terrible. A hundred bucks. Yeah, and I got it. I went into one concert. I managed to get a ticket. Oh, and how did you enjoy it? I loved it, dude. I loved it. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. She's she's an amazing. You know, they weren't the best seats. They were like standing room only. So I wish the seats would have been better. In all honesty, you know, sometimes nosebleeds at a concert, just like you're watching the jumbotron. But the jumbotron at SoFi is unlike any other jumbotron in the world. So that thing is, it's incredible. It makes any venue very very cool. Yeah. Well, Joe. Um, we are running out of time here. It was actually amazing to have you back. This was really fun. You know, I, I love when we have repeat guests and they come with brand new stories, new interactions, new fun things to present to our audience. And, uh, you know, I, I hope people take something away from this, even if it's where do I go when I come to L.A. to see celebrities? I mean, that really is one of my number one questions I get from people. Um Guys, you need to check out his IG, his talk, TikTok, Joy of Everything. There are dots in there, though, right? Joy, period, of If you're just on TikTok, everything. look up Joy of Everything. Just cool. even Google Joy of Everything, but mainly it's TikTok. And you will love his live streams. They go crazy. The fans love them. People will sit and be and literally watch for hours on end of whatever you are doing. Joy of Everything. I love it. Um, so thank you, Joe, for coming back on the podcast, hanging with us for a little bit and just, uh, spending some of your time with us. You guys are class acts and both deserve a lifetime achievement award. Next time I'm waiting, <laughs> on, I'm waiting on it, bro. When you making your way down to orange County, I'm waiting on my lifetime. Achievement bro, guess award. where I'm at right now. Where? Newport. I live in what? Newport. Yeah. Well, I waiting for my lifetime achievement award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in Newport. I'm in Newport Heights. Right love now. it yeah awesome thank you bro later guys love you guys take care he was great joe's so fun he's just his stream i it's it, he's the first person honestly you hear everyone talking about streaming he's the first person that i've actually been like oh streaming is actually kind of cool it's fun and he's yeah. just outside craig's and for me maybe it's just the the journalist in me i'm like who's he gonna run into what's happening out there and it's just fun to see him either even outside on the sidewalk at Nobu Malibu. 
because as Joe waits, he gives you like a tour and a history of like the area, which is like really fun, unique. I love just his positive attitude. Like he is such a, you know, when someone radiates good vibes, I feel like that's Joe. Like he is yeah. someone that every, there's something good about everything. And that's what I, I guess that's why he's joy about it, a joy of everything. Uh, and, but no, what a, what a fun guy. We've known him forever, um, but just really positive dude. Yeah, no, he's great. Make sure you follow his stream, joy dot of dot everything. It's a lot of fun. I really need to find this video. He literally got me the coolest video of Pink saying hi to me back in the day. I need to find this. I need to find it and post it again. That's somewhere on my Dropbox. That's incredible. Well, guys, uh, thank you guys for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're uh, on the other, on the on the internet, follow us on TikTok, Facebook, private Facebook group called Off the Record. Shout out to them. We have a private Facebook group. Guys, join. Leave us a review. Please, please, please leave us a review. Grab your partner's uh, phone, a friend's phone. Leave us a review. Let us shout them out on air. It's always fun to hear your name as you're driving and you hear us talking about you on uh, on your radio, I guess. Your uh, radio. Follow, on your radio. <laughs> follow me at Adam Glenn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. A Huda Media Production.